minds with the chip inside Like a Lincoln digitized out Which prior to this was higher than science could ever devise This is a neural interface We're gonna stick it in your face Till it in your brain and interlace There's an arms war on and we're gonna win the race Leave everything a race, bring the base Welcome to Dangerous Minds, where we delve into the minds of biohackers, grinders, and take a closer look at the tech being implanted and developed by this community. Now, this is a special edition of DMB Tonight, uh, sharing a recording of a talk at the previous DEF CON Biohacking Village. And we're sharing this as a recap of great information that was presented and as a reminder that the same team behind DCBHV We'll be putting together another edition of DEF CON Biohacking Village here in just a couple weeks. August 9th through 12th, 2018 in Las Vegas, Nevada at Caesars Palace and at the Flamingo this year. For more information, please go to villageb.io and for more information about DEF CON itself, go to defcon.org. We look forward to seeing you there. And the, great, and the great talks and panels and the expo floor. But before we share this great clips with you, we want to thank our sponsor, Dangerous Things, who delivers custom gadgetry for the discerning hacker and biohacker. So check them out at DangerousThings.com. Now, if you or your organization is interested in sponsoring the efforts of the Dangerous Minds podcast, please feel free to reach out to us through email at info at DangerousMinds.io and we'll be glad to talk to you about it. So uh, welcome. This is uh, essentially a DNA security um, talk um, regarding the acquisition of DNA, how someone can receive your DNA, and where um, companies in general store your DNA. Um, so there's a website for this talk. If you want more more information, you want to contact me, um, please tweet DNA DEFCON. Um, there's a lot of, uh, if, if you're really interested in um, anything I talked about, there's a lot of uh, available resources. I apologize, this is a lot smaller than I anticipated on the screen. So uh, nothing was intended to actually read on here. It's just a visual. So who am I? Why am I here? Um I'm Mike Getzman. I'm from the Northwoods of Wisconsin. And um, why am I in DNA? I work for a, a collaboration of 18 hospitals, 400 clinics. Uh, we have about 23,000 employees. And I, I enlisted in protecting electronic medical record. Um, every time you go to the hospital, any, any bio data goes into your electronic medical record. And soon DNA will be in there to personalize medicine to the individual. So essentially, information security is protecting bio data. Um, you can see uh, kind of a little graph of where my DNA comes from, and uh, you know, uh, I, I've sequenced about twenty family members and about forty males with my last name, and did research projects on how how the DNA within myself has evolved uh, through uh, the world. I got interested in 1997 when the movie Gattaca came out. So it's essentially um, enhanced humans and uh, Godborns, which is all of us in this room, I hope, um, were um, a, a, a roll of the dice from our parents' genetics, biological parents. So why are we talking about DNA? Um, DNA is suddenly in the last five to ten years a, a lot bigger deal than um, 
anybody's ever talked about because the cost per genome significantly drops. So as you can see in 2001, it was about $100 million to do a sequence of a human. This is a full sequence and it still had relatively high error ratios. Um, so up around 2008, 2009, a, a, a collaboration or a, a, a bunch of non-related technologies suddenly were developed at the same time. So it wasn't just one event that changed this. So it went from $10 million to $10,000 in a matter of like a year or two. So when Gattaca first came out in 1997, they were projecting where we are at $1,000 this year to sequence a human. In Gattaca, they were projecting in 2050, we would be where we are now. So bam, here we are. So technology and our ethics and our um, our laws I can't, I can't keep up with uh, the advancement of technology. So I'm curious, who here has knowingly given their DNA to an organization or government? Raise, it, raise your hands. Okay, so I'd say 20% or less of you raised your hand. I'm going to tell you you're wrong. So if you were born in um, 1980. Or, or later, there, um, somebody has your DNA, probably. And I'll go over that. So how? Do, what's the best way to get your DNA? Saliva. It's a painless process. Your saliva consists of about 98% water, but 2% um, cells that contain DNA. So um, you can see there's a, a kit where you just spit into a little vial, close it, and then encapsulate it with some preservative. Um, mostly for just shipping purposes. Once it gets to a lab, they pull that data out and multiply it. Um, there's a device that you can buy um, if you get through their approval process for about $1,000 called a benign. You can at home sequence any living organism. You, you, you shake someone's keyboard and get some skin cells out, put it in this fluid and inject it into this device. The, the fluid rolls down and falls through about 500 holes. So it has an extremely high error ratio, but because it's falling through 500 holes at the same time, there's a, a lot of cross-checking to verify it's accurate. So it's a, DNA is a double helix, and as it's falling through, it's ripping the double helix in half, and an ICE, or an ICE ASIC chip sorry, um, sequences your chemical compounds as it's falling through, so AGTC as it's falling down through and going straight to your average Dell workstation. Um, so I can do it right on the system. <clears throat> so also, if you have been in the military, you sign so many documents that says you they can use your DNA for pretty much whatever they want. I hope they're not enhancing super soldiers in some secret bunker. If you go to the doctor... There could be, um, you have uh, risk, diseases, um, something the doctor wants to analyze on you. This is going to become more and more prevalent in the future to the point of personalized medicine, which I'll show you in my uh, demo coming up. Again, so anybody born in about 1982, um, some states started at, when uh, a newborn is... Um, in the hospital, they'll take a blood sample. So if anybody has kids, they probably remember this happening because the uh, at least my two children, 
screamed when they pricked the bottom of the heel, took some blood, put it on some little um, pieces of paper, which you can see on the right, and they shipped that into the state. So I'm not implying that there's massive biobanks, but please do your own research on if certain states do or do not indefinitely store this data and or sell this data to researchers. I'm not implying anything. Do your own research. There's actually websites out there for dating purposes where it's like a match.com where you spit in a container and you ship it off. And they will not only you answer your questions to look for potential mates, but they will look at your DNA and see if maybe potentially your libido levels based off chemicals in your body match up with somebody. Um, so there's, there's at least three websites now doing DNA dating. Um, and then also... In recent news, within the last month, um, some researchers from Australia announced that they can now extract um, enough DNA from a strand of hair to fingerprint whose hair that belongs to. So imagine, uh, so in the movie Gattaca, there was an eyelash that somebody detected saying, hey, somebody wasn't supposed to be in this area that they, um, they were because of an eyelash. So this could change a lot of things, and this is recent development. In Maryland, there was a crime that happened. There was a, um, a, a, I think four people were murdered. It was a husband, wife, child, and housekeeper of an executive. Um, and the house burned down. They, they were like, we don't, we don't know who killed these people. Um, they went through the trash and they found pizza crust. The, the guy um, ultimately was somebody that worked for the executive, came to his house, demanded a bunch of money to be dropped off at the door, and then he killed the whole family and burned the house down. In the trash, there was pizza crust. They sequenced the DNA from him chewing, he, he didn't eat his crust, so if you're going to do a crime, eat the crust. Um, they sequenced the DNA from the crust, and were able to identify who um, the murderer was, and so now he's in the slammer. So it's amazing what crime, based off DNA, can do. But we have to look out because in the near future, some Israeli scientists have demonstrated if they shake your keyboard and get some of your DNA, they can impersonate that DNA later in other, um, you know, replicate the DNA and impersonate DNA evidence. So drop some fake DNA at a scene and well, it's going to be hard to argue in court. And here's a one that even shocked myself. There's an artist that goes around to city sidewalks. And, and extracts DNA from gum on the sidewalk. He then runs it on his personal workstation through algorithms and recreates what that person's face looks like. He goes in, makes a, a model of a mask of what that person looks like with pretty good accuracy. Uh, you can see down there on the bottom some of the examples of how accurate some of the computer modeling is. He then places it up on the wall, you can see on the top, of what that person looks like, frames the piece of gum below and say, that person chewed this gum and spit it out on a city sidewalk. They're also doing it with, like, dog, uh, sequencing dogs to see who, who's not picking up feces in parks. It's getting absurd. So now, let's just assume they have our DNA. Who they are, I'll leave it up to you in the um, circumstances of the scenario. What are they doing with it? Well, it's a massive amount of data. And likely, they're storing it, big data, in the cloud. So there's companies um, that I, I don't wish to name, but they have um, 
pretty much named every major company that are now looking into cloud storage of massive data because there's so much money in massive amounts of data of DNA um, that they can run algorithms through. And there's one company, so I don't back any vendor in particular, but I want to, this one's very graphical, and I want to show you my demo of, it's a company called 23andMe. And I highly recommend everyone, it costs $100, you spit into a kit and you ship it off. I highly recommend everyone do this because you can learn things about yourself that is incredible. And I will uh, give you a demonstration right now. Um, and be forewarned, any health results that you see, I have an academic account and grandfathered into before the FDA came and said the average individual should not be able to see their health results. So I, I obviously disagree with that. I think everybody should be in control of their own uh, potential genetic destiny. So here I am at geneticmike.com, and I'm clicking on my 23andMe link. Um, so the reason I pre-recorded this is because the load times and internet at DEF CON I don't trust. So here I am logged in as myself, and I'm browsing my raw DNA in obviously a graphical interface. I'll show you some of the raw format. <clears throat> so here's some of the raw format. It's difficult to see, but it's all GTEC, G, T, A's. Um, I can click on, like, say, my seventh chromosome, and you can see people in my account on the right. I have a lot of family members that I'm the administrator of. You can see who's C, who's T. You ultimately don't need to understand what AGTC is. It's just essentially binary for humans. Um, and you can actually download your raw code and extract it to third-party websites. So <laughs> if you want to get around the FDA ban, just send it overseas to a cloud computer and then pull the results back. You can actually look at your chromosomes and see where individual genes come from country-wise. Um, you can go through various time periods throughout the throughout history. So you can see like, you know, which which parts of your chromosomes came from like the Roman times. So this is a little more recent, like 500 years. You can break down exactly your ancestry as of 500 years ago. Um, so you can see my little green bar, I am 12.5% Jewish. That comes from my mother. So that's a light green. You can pinpoint from my mother and father where exactly my genetics hit. Um, came from in your past, and ultimately you can go all the way back to the beginning of time, a genetic um, Eve and genetic Adam, and watch where things move. So now I'm going into the health results. Um, it shows you inherited conditions, traits, drug responses, and health risks. So I'm going to go into traits because you can physically see it on me. Um, there's a, it's quite invasive. You, you, you don't just want to show everyone um, traits you can see, but there's stuff that you don't want. So I'm going to show you my wife's data. It's too invasive to show you my data. <laughs> she gave me permission, don't worry. So uh, there's breastfeeding and IQ. So um, And then uh, there's breast size, shape. This is all, like, they've never met my wife. This is just saliva. Um, there's sex hormone regulations. So... There, there's some pretty stuff that you might not want people to know about you. Uh, when menopause, on a standard deviation of uh, potentially when menopause will kick in, if it's early, if it's late. Uh, measures, measures of intelligence. So my wife says it's uh, a, a little bit lower than average. So whenever there's an argument, boom. No, I'm just kidding. She's much more intelligent than myself. 
Um, you can actually pinpoint from cloud databases of other people that have sequenced where you're related to other people. So um, you can see my wife, uh, actually this one's myself, um, is associated with Eastern Europe, um, England area, and then obviously in the United States, which is a, a, a melting pot of all genetics. <clears throat> so I'm going to jump to another company called Family Tree DNA. It does essentially similar things. I'll take questions after, sorry. Um, you can download your raw DNA. Um, I just wanted to show you alternatives to 23andMe. I, I, I recommend 23andMe 99% of the time. But there's kind of a heat map of where my DNA comes from. So um, you see it's kind of over Poland. I actually know it's Lithuania, so it's right on the, the edges there. And again, that Lithuanian Jewish. And then here's some of the raw data of people, uh, the 30 to 40 males with my last name. Um, here's some of them that I was willing to share just the last name of. You can actually see who's related and how, and um, you can see what percent ratios. Um, so there's all sorts of things you can do with DNA that you learn so much about yourself, your family, you just stuff starts clicking together. It is very positive. Um, this is GenMatch. This is another database where you can upload your raw data from 23andMe or order Family Tree DNA, and you can um, peg against other people that are in the database and see what percent of DNA or how many, how long the strands are that match with you. So I found relatives I never knew existed that actually had last names that I was, like, my mother's maiden name. And I'm like, I never knew you existed. It's amazing stuff, especially if you're adopted, if there's, you know, some circumstances in your um, family that's a little outside the, the normal, standard family. So here's some very advanced. Um, Google has Google Scholar, and um, there's open um, SNP-type data where they actually find old graves and sequence the DNA of old corpses and, and pay, can pay if you're a relative of this, you know, this caveman. <laughs> um, and then you can see each individual one of those is somebody out there that has similar DNA uh, from what you're looking at. So that's how they can kind of track back from the, pretty much the beginning of time of where your ancestors moved and how. And, um, so I, it's not the time so it's off to get into this massive database. Um, so I hope you enjoyed like a quick run through of what that was just touching the surface of capabilities of you know a graphical interface of what you can do with your DNA to benefit yourself, your family, your knowledge of genetics in general, and understand the privacy implications of somebody receiving your DNA without your knowledge or um, just randomly sharing your DNA. Uh, so, like I said, somebody could shake your keyboard, get skin cells, and what do they know about you that you don't even know about yourself? And as technology advances, so a lot of this information has only come out within the last five to ten years. As we advance, about once a month, new data comes out, and I learn something new, like cilantro tastes like soap to me because of my genetics, but not my father, but my mother, it tastes like soap. So, you know, they can see happy, sad, indifferent, they can do generalizations. <clears throat> and then in 2012, this is, deviates a little bit from acquisition and storage, but I wanted to bring it up. 
In 2012, uh, there's a series of, again, a few technologies that were developed where they can take your strand of DNA and cut it into pieces and substitute other person, uh, another person's DNA, essentially, into the strand and reattach it, inject it back into a cell and make it viable. So, holy crap, Gattaca is potentially here. Uh, in the United Kingdom, they, uh, they legally approved having three people's DNA migrated together and make viable human embryos or remove things like cystic fibrosis, for example. Something devastating. Um, and it could, it could, it could cure humanity of illnesses. So you erase some DNA. Um, you have an attack of, say, cancer. Erase it from existence in human, if it's, a, if genetics contribute directly to that cancer, cancer's gone. What we have to worry about is the genetic modification and enhancement of humans. So all I'm saying is we need to have open discussion on what is going too far. Are we going to take Olympians, Olympian blood that is genetics of being superhuman and injecting it into newborns? Let's talk about it before it happens. So I wanted to thank you for your attention. If there, this is a huge passion of mine. If you have any questions, feel free to pull me aside at the con. And uh, yeah, I can do some quick questions. I probably went over my time. Um, and yours in 23. Thank you. Sorry, I'll take some questions and let me know how I'm doing the time. I have no idea. Okay, excellent. Yes. So um, the device itself is reusable. The capsules with the, the fluid in it need to be repurchased. So I, the initial kit comes with like three, and it can be used on any living organism. So you can, you know, sequence your cat if you want. I don't know the costs. It's, it's outside my realm. Yeah. You can you can you, you can easily contact them. Yes. Sure, absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's indeed, they, they don't want consumers to make generalizations on data. Um, so I generalized a bit just to make it a little more of an effective talk. Um, when you get genetic results, definitely what the FDA is saying is have a professional interpret those results to the individual. So uh, yeah, I thank you for bringing that up because I don't want people to you know, get their results and say, yeah, you have a high chance of breast cancer. And then, um, like some celebrities, although she had a little bit more backing and knowledge of um, family history, is, you know, to go and have them pulled out. And it, it could uh, definitely um, consult with a doctor and a professional. I am not a doctor or a professional, so do not consult with me. Yes. Yeah, so... So it, it, so they give you a star ratio on their accuracy. Um, so like, you know, four gold stars, it's very accurate. Um, again, you need to consult. If you're making any significant decisions, don't go based off a website that you spit in a kit and sent it off for 100 bucks. Go talk to... <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Yes. So I... Yeah, so literally um, one state in particular in the Midwest, um, an investigative reporter um, went and, and tried to find out where some of these samples were. And they were literally in a closet in something that half the people forgot existed. So then they um, put court um, orders in to have those samples destroyed because they were so disorganized. Other states have may have um, biobank buildings that store indefinitely and the storage is well beyond where we've been for storage so they don't really know so 20 so uh, it's a little bit outside my expertise um, I would, I would uh, try to do your own research um, things I've read said hey we've had it stored for 20 years without any thing so I mean it, we're really pushing human where we've been in 20 years so I, I, I don't think there's a real answer for you it's like how long can a CD last with data right well <laughs> we're, we're not we're not there to a hundred years yet. So, um, any of any other questions, I'll take them on the side, and you'll you'll find me at the biohacking booth quite often. So, thanks everyone. Special thanks to the team at the DefCon Biohacking Village for sharing this recording with us. Now, remember, if you're able to make it out to Las Vegas, Nevada, for DefCon in August 2018. It'll be well worth the trip, for the panels and the topics covers are just a small portion of the action. With the activities and networking available with the other attendees is the true payoff. Now, to get more information about uh, Biohacking Village, again, go to villageb.io. That is their new website for this year. So take a look. Uh, the schedule is up, and more information about new uh, exciting new changes this year are on the website now live. So you are loyal listeners. If you'd like to know more about the journey we take weekly, check out the DMP homepage, dangerousminds.io, or go to Facebook forward slash dangerous minds podcast. And please keep in mind that uh, events like these are listed on the DMP Google calendar. And if you have an event that you would like, to add to it, please feel free to email us or send it to us on Facebook, and we'll be glad to add it to it. Now, all of us want to thank you uh, for joining us as we explore further the tech and the people behind it within this fastly growing community of biohacking, grinding, and implantable technology today. If you well, like the programming we share and the work we're doing in the community, please feel free to support us by going to our Patreon page becoming a supporter at www.patreon.com forward slash dangerous minds. Please feel free to reach out to us questions or comments, and perhaps we might one day talk to you about the work and our projects you're exploring and or developing. Until next time, seek the spark. Scientific progression is steamrolling, there's no preventing it going ahead. Now we're intrinsically linked with technology, biology as we know it is dead. 